this heaven? No. It's Iowa. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Happy Saturday, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour, ably assisted of a Saturday, typically by our buddy, Nathan. Tall guy, Nathan, at the board. How are you doing today, Nathan? Good morning, Gary and Suzanne. And you probably remember earlier in the season or baseball season, I mentioned that this was going to be the year for the Mariners, like we always <laughs> do as Mariners fans every year for the past 20 yes. years. And I was this close to actually getting it right and the Mariners going to the postseason, but unfortunately fell Very short close. and didn't get our little piece of Iowa heaven for playoff baseball in Seattle. Yep. 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 And this is kind of that shoulder period where um, baseball's winding down, football's winding up and uh, well, football has been in progress now for, you know, a month or so. And then we have the start of the hockey season. So Mm -hmm. for sports fans, you know, this, there's a lot going on in the fall always is. The Kraken are coming to Seattle and the Tampa Bay's Rays are going to the po- well, they are in the postseason and are making a yes. push for the big highlight of the World Series. I'll tell you, I'm a little miffed at my Rays. I don't have any great affinity for that. I would have loved to have seen the Mariners go to the World Series this year or any year there. But uh, we live an hour away from where the Tampa Bay Rays play baseball. And last night, I have to admit, they had my hopes up that they might go two up on the Boston Red Sox, but no, they had to squander a grand slam. Ugh. Squandered some, some gift like that. It was, it was magnificent. And then I see this football score, <laughs> you know, was it 16 to <laughs> six or yeah. 14 to six? Yeah. 20 runs. What are you talking about? So anyway, that's just the way it goes. But before we bring on the marvelous Mary Lee LeBay, I did want to get one other note in by way of extending some, some sympathy, some compassion, because my understanding is that the wonderful Russell Wilson, who's one of the true gentlemen of the NFL, sustained an injury the other night we we knew about that in their loss to the rams who seem to have some magic potion i don't know what they sprinkle or put in the water in the locker room <laughs> they come to seattle they're not afraid of the seahawks and their crowd the rams they just oh we're perfectly at home it's kind of interesting that's a whole case study in itself but i understand that uh, quarterback russell wilson is going to be out several weeks he had to have surgery yeah, on his middle finger, I guess they he got a little sprain or something like that on there. It was originally dislocated, and then they found out more was broken. And seems like it could oh. maybe even be up to six to eight weeks. I think it'll probably be shorter just because that man seems almost indestructible on the field. He's played through mm-hmm. flu bugs and other injuries. So I expect maybe he's going to try to push it more to maybe like three to five weeks. But... I hope they take his time and that Gino, the backup quarterback, will do a great job filling in for him in the meantime. Two things to be said. First of all, I, too, have sprained my middle finger, but it didn't require surgery, fortunately. And <laughs> Let's the- hope it just got sprained closed, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're riling up the other teams. <laughs> that's it. And I, I hope that it's going to be a uh, quick recovery. However, Nathan, I will say to this, and all Seahawks fans will understand this. 
if you rush a guy back into production, as it were, you could suffer the fate of quarterbacks around the league going back maybe a generation or more where, you know, big money, get them back in, get them in, mm-hmm. get them in the game. The Washington, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, did that with at least one of their quarterbacks and, and just screwed him up. And so now he's not in the league anymore at a relatively young age. Do not make that mistake. Nope. And I hope that they take the best route possible and everything goes well. It's probably, I hate to say it, but it doesn't really look good as far as like playoffs go right now. So if we're not really competing for that playoff spot too heavily, then it's best to keep it safe, like you said, and wait till next year. Those words ought to be printed on money. That's the (laughs) words to live by. Thank you, Nathan. Always a pleasure to have you with us. And always, it was like 14 times now, Mary Lee Number LeBay. 14 today, according to my notes. And the thing is, I'm working on a deal whereby somebody upon their 20th appearance on Manson Mitchell qualifies for their own parking space at the station. <laughs> you know, the only thing getting in the way is, what about Zoom? You don't need any parking space. Just stick with Zoom. So I haven't overcome that objection yet. All right. Mary Lee LeBay. Why don't you give her her mad props today? Okay, they're faced in my direction. So let me go for this right now. I'm going to put on what we like to call cheaters in our vanity in order to bring on an extraordinary lady and a good friend of ours. This is someone with whom we have broken bread more than once. So she is special to us. Mary Lee LeBay has over 35 years of experience in personal and spiritual development. She is the author of five books on relationships, hypnosis, self-hypnosis, past life regression, and self-improvement. Her most recent book is Exploring Past Lives, Your Soul's Quest for Consciousness. She's been a certified instructor for over 20 years, offering professional certification in hypnotherapy, past life regression, and holistic and shamanic techniques for self-awareness and sustainable wellness. Her courses are accessible to people around the world over the internet. And now via Zoom. For the 14th time. Accessible to all right here. Mary Lee LeBay, welcome, my dear. Hello, hello. It's so great to be with you two again today. 14 oh, times. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you score because I do I really had no idea, but that's awesome. 14. I'm only six away from a parking spot and the studio is just down the hill from me. So I may need that someday. You are. If we needed an, an emergency in-studio guest, you would be the name be that one. we would yeah. dial. I've been because... in the studio many, many, many times. In yeah. fact, when the weather was dicey, you offered to come in anyway because you liked the studio environment. And so you decided to come in and do it anyway, being as close as you are. And yeah. we appreciated that. It's here. It's 76 degrees humidity. That's just our percent, I should say, 76% humidity, temperature in the mid 80s. And huh. Suzanne and I just took a morning walk and we came back, as we like to say in Florida, schwitzing. with the perspiration running down our cheeks there and there in the glorious northwest yes you had your heat dome that will never be forgotten hopefully not to be repeated but i don't know i wouldn't bet on it and with that gorgeous weather when you start to feel the fall i don't know about you mary lee but my body is attuned i was born in september my body is attuned to the change of seasons and i find that pretty exhilarating yeah, it's it's really nice. I mean, today we're stitzing with the mist and the, the overcast and typical mm. Northwest, but um, 
Uh, yeah, I like the I like the weather. I mean, in December, January, I have to get out of here and find some sun. You know, we try to get some trips in in the winter because it's it's just endless gloom and doom. But but I don't really mind it for sections of time. So, yes. Well, Suzanne, you called it. I did. You, you said there's at some point in the Florida show, she's going to slip in this, yeah. this inferential mention of Florida. Gee, it's not like that with endless gloom and doom <laughs> in December in Florida. Well, you'll I be know. happy to know. And this, this offer is good for all of our listeners, provided you go through a proper vetting process and with a $500 deposit, which is refundable <laughs> when you check out. But we are redoing under the very close supervision of Suzanne Mitchell. We have turned our old second bedroom studio and office into a lovely guest room with a brand new bed, a firm. Do you like your mattress on the firm side? We yeah, can take certainly. it back. But it, oh, yeah, you like right. it? I should put my order in now for the bed and the, the pillow and the bedding, right? The turn, That's right. We are, That's we're right. commencing turn down service, mint on the pillow there and the a country breakfast. So, there, so we'll, me, we'll ring I'll, that triangle. I'll look at in January to come to Florida. There you, <laughs> there go. you go. We'd there love to go. have you anytime. I just would throw this out to you by way of, I'm sorry, go ahead. We could do an in-house show. I could just be right there in your living room with you. That's true. We have done so before. You're yeah. on. <laughs> That'll be great. Wouldn't be the first. I just wanted to mention by way of continuing this casual introduction to our topic, let me just mention that back in the early to mid-1970s, mainly the mid-70s, I still recall, oh, you're coming up on 50 years ago, I became enamored of self-hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had continued it and made it just a personal habit all these years. I think I'd be farther ahead in any number of areas. But I remember going to a class where this gentleman, I'm sure he is uh, gathered to his ancestors by now, Cliff Cotter was his name. And Cliff, Cliff was a good guy. He had a good sense of humor. He was a rough and ready type guy with the, this long flowing white mustache. I mean, it was almost like visiting the Wizard of Oz, you know, <laughs> especially when he got working on people. He got to where he could snap his fingers and have certain of his more eager and avid students collapse in their chair or fall to the floor based on his signal. And they didn't even expect it to happen. Right. And I thought, this is really amazing stuff. But there is showy hypnosis, stage hypnosis, and then there is self-hypnosis for personal growth. Are the tools really the same? Where is the emphasis on one as opposed to the other in the career of someone like yourself, Mary Lee? Well, um, so self-hypnosis is applied to yourself, and and that's a little different even from what I'm doing. So what I do is very client-centered hypnotherapy, and that is distinct from stage hypnosis. Um, stage hypnosis, they go through a vetting process, and I'm sure with the students in his class, they had been doing this repeatedly enough that the signals were instilled, post what we call post-hypnotic um, uh, suggestions had been instilled in them already, so they were responding to that. Um, in clinical hypnotherapy, we don't really do that. We don't do any kind of controlling the behavior or controlling um, any of that part of it. It's very much done in a dialogue. And we're really looking for what the person wants to heal or change or how they wanted 
transform and attract better parts of their lives. And so we're, we're looking at the roots of whatever dysfunction is there or blocks are there. We're, we're resolving them and then moving towards a, a path of wellness. Um, so it's done a little differently. It's not as aggressive or as controlling as stage hypnosis. I wanted to mention pretty early on in our interview that um, I've had two past life regressions with you, one that was on Zoom and the other was using your CD. Right. So, so I've done it both ways. And it is interesting that, you know, when you see the, the stage hypnosis, somebody can be clucking like a chicken. But, you know, when we were doing past life regression on Zoom, I was conscious of what was going on. And I, and I think that must be a difference as well, because I, I think normally people would not be, you know, clucking like a chicken or doing the, the funny things that stage hypnotists have their subjects do when you're doing a more clinical hypnosis. And, and do you find that people really go under or do you find that they're kind of aware of what's going on a lot of the time? Well, that's a good point, because with stage hypnosis, they're really looking for a somnambulistic state where you are out of it. You really don't you're not conscious of what's happening and you don't remember what happened. So you come out of it and you don't know, you know, what has occurred and all the embarrassing things you've done. And it's really for entertainment purposes. Mm -hmm. On the clinical side, I don't take people in that deep. We go into a very deep meditative state mm -hmm. so that their conscious mind is connected to their subconscious mind. And we can access that wisdom, that knowledge, um, you know, we can do all sorts of things. We can access memories that have been hidden, whether they're in this life or from a past life. But because they're also staying in dialogue with me, they're aware of all of that material. They're aware of the process um, and they're aware of their responses and they come out of it remembering. And for me, a major part of my mission in doing this work is to create expanded consciousness. And so for me, I mean, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I just broke up with this guy. And can you make me forget that I ever knew him? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's worth its weight in gold. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, maybe I need to learn those skills. But um, you know, then they should go to a stage hypnotist that, you know, could it could evaporate memories. But for me, that's not useful. Um, I don't deem it useful because whatever got that person into the relationship and kept them there in, you know, let's say a dysfunctional relationship, um, they need to learn, uh, you know, where was the weakness or what was the motivation that got them into that relationship and how, you know, most of the time when people break up and they've had a, a you know, a difficult breakup or whatever, um, I have them go back to the very first time they met that person. And what were the signals? What, what was the feedback that you were getting that would 
indicate to you that this is not a relationship that will end well, <laughs> um, that this, you know, this may not be the, the guy for you or the woman for you. And for the most part, people know that, you know, they don't know it at the time, but we can go back and trace. And usually the person says within the first hour, within the first date, within the first month, um, and I even had one woman who said, I knew before I met him because I knew his reputation, but I figured I was the exception and he would change and all of that. And, you know, all the stories we tell ourselves. Um, and so that's useful because we need to figure out what is it that we're doing that blocks that intuition? You know, what are we doing that is um, compensating for the information that we're intuitively getting that would protect us from these types of relationships. So for me, the expansion of consciousness, the awareness, the self-awareness, um, the awareness of who we are, both in this lifetime and in all of our other lifetimes, or as many as we can capture, um, is much more important than um, blocking information because that that those experiences and those tendencies are going to be there whether you want to face them or recognize them uh, um, or not you know th this is so interesting because um talking about blocking information or or expanding consciousness we've had the conversation before with you um, more than once about why should people be interested in their past lives. And it, the thing that you're talking about now, I've had this conversation recently with at least four or five people. And mm -hmm. that is in this lifetime, having these patterns of our behavior show up. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Right. Knowing intuitively that if you get involved with this person, it's not going to end well. And yet there is a pattern that, that you can see. You can see I, I always attract the same kind of person. Yeah. And, and so the, how do you break up these patterns and and I'm, I'm guessing that if you in this lifetime have a pattern, which isn't working for you, but you're doing it repeatedly, that looking at a past life might give you some insight or, or what? I mean, the ability to, to, to break the pattern somehow? Well, um, looking at the past lives it will absolutely bring to the forefront, bring to your consciousness the patterns that you have, because oftentimes we can't see it in ourselves. But by looking at our past lives where we've had that same behavior, it becomes very, very clear. And then we can apply the healing or the change to ourselves or to the past life person um, I've created and developed a whole methodology of going into the past lives and doing a lot of the work there so that those patterns are no longer affecting us in this lifetime. But 
You're right. I mean, when we go into the past lives, we see so many things, not only our own behaviors and our weaknesses and our ways of compensating and, and, um, and our patterns, but we can also, if we have somebody in mind, um, we can also go in and see what kind of relationship we had with them over many different lifetimes, and then find out a lot more about their character and about any karmic um, um, connections that we have with them, uh, any, you know, what people refer to as contracts, um, any unresolved um, karma <laughs> um, that, that uh, we might be having to work out in this lifetime. But, you know, I tell people, if you're dating somebody, you know, don't get involved, don't, don't live with them or get married or whatever until you've done some past lives to really figure out who this person is and what the nature of your relationship is, because that's going to reveal just a mountain of information that's going to be vital to you, really. Um, we, we go into these things so blindly <clears throat> for the most part, so... Are we all just working out stuff in our relationships, Mary Lee, or in your work? And I don't know if people would come to you if, if you know, under these circumstances, but have you worked with people where you just feel like, like they either don't have relationship issues or they're very resolved? Maybe they have a different issue. But it just seems like if you're if you are involved with another person, whether it's parents, children, spouses, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, it oh. just seems like it's always about working something out for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you ever find somebody who's maybe struggling with career or money, but their relationships are really great? Um. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, mean, I think that I think I think you're you're onto something. I think you're right. I think anytime we have relationships of any nature, there is going to be a you know a point of conflict or a struggle, and those are the opportunities where we can grow. I think having relationships is one of the fastest ways to grow. Yes, next to. Um, you know, past life regression, as far as learning about yourself and evolving. Um, and I think, you know, this whole pandemic, you know, social distancing has given, given us a different perspective of things. We've kind of wallowed in our own mire, you know, for that, that first year, you know, staying home and working separately and everything. And um, I, you know, for me, I've had a lot of realizations about the value of relationships, you know, because there was a moment, you know, where I was like, and being an independent Aquarius, um, I was like, oh, I don't need people, you know, I don't need, you know, whatever. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, every time I'm around somebody or have a conversation, I'm learning from that person um, I'm growing, I'm, I'm realizing, oh, I could be doing this differently. And, and just really understanding the value of other people in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, with you a know, sigh. I have one real <laughs> quick question before we go to break. And I, I, we, you and I have talked about this before, Gary. And that is, 
when when we have when we're repeating lives with the same people i mean gary and i figured out we probably had lots of lives together i would expect that yeah um is there a limited number because sometimes we hear that your soul group is just a certain number and yet we're all connected with the the one universe of all souls and I would think that you might be repeating lives with certain people, but it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, necessarily limit that number of people that you can interact with. Yes, um, there's layers of things that you're talking about here. Um, okay. Yeah. So the soul group, you know, there's the twin souls and, you know, the soulmate, which there are only four of those uh, due to the way that they connect, um, your souls connect. And so those are those special ones. And some people call them twin flames, um, but there's that soulmate connection. And then there's the twin souls, which are, you know, more like your brothers and sisters, not necessarily in this physical world, but um, on a soul level those connections that you have and you're more than likely sharing a lot of purpose and working together and reincarnating together and marrying and being parents and children to each other and all of that over and over and over again and then there's the soul family of your soul mate which usually comes from a different soul family so now you know now you've got the in-laws you know on a soul level you've got this other group that you're probably very intimately um, attached to and your other members of your soul family are probably intermingling with them but we're connecting with a lot of people outside of those groups all the time um, the, the issue comes in that sometimes when we have a, a really close relationship with somebody outside of those groups, that person may have a different agenda or a different purpose because your soul group, you know, there's going to be a lot of similarity as to what you want to accomplish throughout the millenniums. Um, but, but then when you are maybe married to somebody that's really not in that group, you know, those might be marriages where, you know, they're really on different paths. Maybe they get along living together, but their purpose and their drive and their mission may be in really different directions. Um, so it just depends on what kind of experience you want to have, um, you know, but ultimately yeah, we would all be connected. Um, but, you know, there's, generate uh, there's there are ways to there's uh, yeah i hear you saying that the potential and the possibilities are unlimited but as a practical matter we generally have a limited number of people that we're reincarnating with over and over again yeah and connecting with and feel yeah. connected with you know you meet people and you go oh wow we could just be best friends yes you no know? yes and, you know you want to hang out with them and you have all the same things to talk about and then you meet other people and they're perfectly fine people they're nice people but there's just no connection it's like yeah. okay i met them and yeah they're great but i don't feel like hanging right. out right and and a yes. lot of it is just that energetic connection and that that similarity of purpose and interest 
Um, and so then we, we tend to gravitate to that. But also when we incarnate that soul family, because you've been intimately involved with the purpose that collectively they are aiming towards, then, you know, when you're choosing a lifetime, you're probably gravitating towards those people. It's like, oh, they're the familiar energies. Even if you're pretty unconscious about those choices, you know, you feel like, well, I need to get back there and continue this work together, you know, or I have these emotional attachments to these people who have been my children, my parents, my lovers, my spouses, um, and you would just gravitate towards those people. Uh, and a, a similar, just a, a random um, metaphor for that would be um, if you've ever lived in a foreign country, and I've lived in two different foreign countries, um, Holland and Puerto Rico, even though Puerto Rico is part of the US, but you're in a foreign culture, basically. And what happens is, yeah, it's really fun and you're learning so much from the local people. But when you meet Americans, you know, it's like you have that one thing in common and they get your jokes and the way you speak and all the little innuendos, there's a connection there. And so then you end up connecting to, to the Americans, you know, the expats that are living in these countries you know, even though you're still socializing with these other people. So you could use that as a metaphor for, yeah. for the soul connection is right. you see those people or those souls that have that, that similarity, that likeness to you. Yes. Thank you. Like yeah. attracts like, and there are implications to that. Let's go ahead and take our one and only break of the hour. We're talking with Mary Lee LeBay, and we'll be right back on Manson Mitchell right here at Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine, with all your itinerary, we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. 
I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. A belated happy birthday to John Lennon, born October 8, 1940. Mm. As the bombs were falling during the Blitz, he detailed in one of his books. Mm. And as he pointed out, they didn't get him. Well, there's a bitter irony to that because the man lived 40 incredible years and uh, just a couple of months past his 40th birthday, we lost him so uh, violently. It was, I still remember how stunned I was. And now it's been 40 years since he's been gone. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that, that really is a stunner. And I, and I still like his voice. I like the sound of his voice. Utterly unique. Just wonderful. And we are Beatle maniacs, unabashedly, all yes, these years that's later. Correct. That is correct. Still a thrill. I um, also wanted us to play Imagine because it's so emblematic of his uh, mission in the last uh, decade or so of his life for peace and love, understanding an idea that the world is worth working on. And so are we individually and, and collectively as a society. Mary Lee LeBay is our guest and we want to get to the marketing piece. That's a commitment we make to our guests. On the other side of that, though, I would like to sort of fold the John Lennon commentary that I just offered with a question that I had, and we'll see where that takes us. All right. As Mary Lee responds, she has no idea where I'm going with this, but she's more than capable. You, you like to surprise people with those good questions. Right. Mary Lee LeBay, one of the things that I am pretty excited about is that you are giving another class You've got five books out that uh, Gary mentioned at the opening. So people may want to get your books, read up on what it is that you're writing about. They also might be interested in your class. And it's not necessarily for anyone. Uh, you've got a target audience. So please let our listeners know what it is that you have coming up. Thank you. Yes, um, I have my certification course online now through teachable.com. And it's integrative hypnotherapy and past life regression. And so people can get certified as a hypnotherapist and certified as a past life regression specialist. So it's um, really perfect for people who are coaches and healers, and then people who want to start a business in these fields of holistic um, healing and bringing transformation to the people around them. So I, I developed the course because I, you know, I can only work on so many people every week and my practice is busy, but by training other people in the techniques and the protocols that I, that I know and use and also have developed, there are more practitioners around the world who are now also being able to provide these wonderful experiences for people. I have student because it's online now, it's been very exciting. We've done this for um, uh, over a year now. And um, 
we've had students from South Africa, Belgium, the UK, mm. um, uh, Puerto Rico, the Bahamas, across the US and Canada, people all around the world. And we have a wonderful community. But um, anyway, the, the, the information is that it's online. So you can start anytime you want and get certified when you finish the online course. But mm. included with that at no additional cost are 21 hours live with me in group support calls over Zoom. And so you get to meet all the other students and ask all your questions. I do demos um, and you know lecture and talk about things that aren't included in the course. So that part of it, the calls are starting November 6th and they go from nine to noon on Saturday mornings for seven wow. Saturday mornings. Yeah. So three hours on a Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and um, that's Pacific time. Um, and so we come together. And so technically, if you know, if you are just following along with the calls and doing the coursework as we go, you would be certified in about seven weeks. So seven to eight weeks from today, you could have your certification. You could be preparing your business over the holidays and have a fresh. Um, offering for the public um, at the first of the year as a certified hypnotherapist and past life regression specialist. Hanging out the shingle, as it were, for 2022. Hang it out for 2022. Absolutely. Um, I have a feeling that people are going to be more interested in this because of what I've been seeing on the news. And that is that our uh, Unemployment rate is really fairly low, under 5% nationwide, but people are not wanting to go back to the jobs that they had. Mm -hmm. Post-COVID, people are looking for other things to do with their lives, having been, you know, locked down and having lost friends and relatives to the pandemic. I think people are being very introspective about how it is they want to use their time here and it, it seems like the healing arts is definitely a place which people are looking at because we've been in this pandemic situation. I think there are a lot of people looking to be healers at this time. Do you have that sense as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, and the beauty of this is it, we were so blessed with Zoom <laughs> um, because as the pandemic came in, it was so easy to transition. I see all of my clients over Zoom now and I teach all my classes this way. So you can be self-employed, you can name your own prices, um, your own rates, your own hours, your vacation time, you're, you know, you're completely independent. Nobody can fire you. <laughs> um, and you can work from home if you want. I, I do know people who are, you know, taking clients in an office or in their home, but I see everybody over Zoom and it's beautiful. It works so, so nicely. Yeah. So to get more information or sign up, they should go to. Um, the easiest would be just my name, MaryLeeLabay.com, M-A-R-Y-L-E-E. L-A-B-A-Y. If you can't find that, you can text me at 425-562-7277 and just let me know and I can send a link there. Um, If you go to teachable.com, 
you can look for Mary Lee LeBay, you know, it's the LeBay School, and you'll see all my offerings. I have a lot of classes on there, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But the hypnotherapy and past life regression certification is the main one right now. And actually, what I'm, I'm going to do one thing for your listeners, um, because starting, I think, around October 19th, I'm going to have a flash sale. But if your listeners go there right now, um, I'll give them early entrance. Um, and if, if they decide to check out and register for the course, they can save $350 by putting the coupon, wow. coupon code mm. FLASH350. And I have it all in caps. I don't know if it's going to be um, case sensitive, but when you check out, put FLASH350 and you'll save $350 off of the course. But that ends October 24th. So you're Excellent. just seeing early entrance into that because all the rest of my people on social media and newsletters and everything won't even know about this till October 19th. So you heard Excellent. it first on Manson Mitchell. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We have the scoop. All yeah. right. MaryLeeLeBay.com for all the information and the Flash 350 to get a wonderful discount and be able to take advantage of that. Thank you, Mary Lee. Yeah, you're welcome. Now the big question of the hour, he said, by way okay. of hyping it. John Lennon concludes his monumental song, Imagine, still so popular after all these years, so associated with idealistic aspirations about what you can do during your individual brief sojourn on this planet. He concludes, imagine with, and the world will live as one. Do you believe, or have you got, really, I'm trying to make this evidence-based, Mary Lee, have you worked with clients who could recall, perhaps under your direction, being advised, being counseled by their spirit guides, by advisors, someone on the other side who would be presumably in a position to know, to incarnate as a special someone because a greater purpose needed to be served, even if it meant a foreshortened life or some other circumstance that a person already in the body would not choose to experience? Um, there's, uh, again, many aspects to that question. Um, yes, you could be guided that way if you can hear it and if you take the advice some people kick and scream when they know that they're going to be sent down for certain um, missions. Um, they remember just being really like overwhelmed. Um, other people are, you know, really willing to do that. So, it, you know, our own reactions to that are going to play into that as well. Um, yes, some people take on very, very difficult lifetimes because they know it's going to further a certain purpose. Um, and it, no matter what the circumstances, if they're going to have to go into a world war and, and be a soldier, or if they have, you know, depending on, um, you know, I mean, it could indicate, or it could involve um, a lot of different difficult situations. Um, and so if, if they choose to accept the mission, yes. Um, there was another part of your question. I'm wondering what I can't remember what it was now. Just the idea that someone there might 
have to essentially talk you into doing something because it has to do with your personal development with soul growth, even though the circumstances are nothing that somebody would freely, willingly choose to experience because there might be some tragedy, some great degree of pain involved or loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes um, a, a spirit guide or someone would indicate that, you know, you need to learn this lesson. So you're going to go in and, and learn it the hard way. You know, oftentimes, if we don't learn things the easier way, then, and it's going to be necessary for that soul growth, then yes, it could be um, a challenging lifetime. Um, the early part of your question, you said, um, you know, to take someone and, and have them do something extraordinary in the lifetime, something like John Lennon. In that case, um, usually that soul is already an exceptional soul. You know, they already have um, certain talents and certain um, characteristics within themselves. Um, you know, somebody like John Lennon, just that wasn't a singular lifetime where any other lifetime is just somebody ordinary that, you know, isn't doing anything. So the more that we do things, the more that we develop, the more that we make ourselves exceptional then the more we'll have exceptional lifetimes. It's not something that's just handed to us. Because if he was an ordinary person and sent in here, he probably would have wasted the lifetime. He wouldn't have been a John Lennon, you know, a, a character as John Lennon is, if that character wasn't already a part of who he is. That is very interesting that there is this uh, kind of a building of a muscle in a way, but you know, that you would take several lifetimes to become something or be able to handle a lifetime of um, fame and fortune. And have that kind of talent yeah. and, you know, thought processes, that sort of intelligence um, that's a part of who he is, and he will be something like that in his future incarnations, and he will have been that in other, other incarnations. So those are not anomalies in, in a person's character. Great people. You know, I think of that in, in terms of, um, you know, people that we admire, mm -hmm. but I would suppose the same thing would apply to people that we don't admire, that mm -hmm. they would have had several lifetimes of doing bad things. Exactly. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I getting mean, better and better at it. Uh-huh. Like a Charles Manson, um, you know, unless something extraordinary happened in the early part of this life, um, that's his character. So that's what he's going to develop. And so when he is reincarnated, he comes back. Um, more than like that's probably my main uh, um, opposition toward to um, the death penalty for instance if that person hasn't rehabbed and you take them out they're just they just get to incarnate and they haven't necessarily learned anything mm -hmm. and so here we go again and now we just have to you know put up with that um, so yes um, it's it's yes. an interesting Yikes. I mean, our character is our character, and that's what we bring with us from life to life. And that's the beauty of this work is if there are things that we recognize in ourselves, 
And we see that character even in a legacy through many, many lifetimes, we get to fix it. You know, we, you know, with these techniques that we use or that I use in my office, we get to look at that and we get to correct that so that we don't carry those behaviors and those that dysfunction into um, future lifetimes. Well, that prompts me to ask you then, Mary Lee, I will take all that you have said as given. Then I have to pivot to what are you learning on the other side? For some reason, I'm tempted to say it's a perverse one. We keep taking these bodies out and we come to this very difficult place of learning because apparently we learn faster in the density of the flesh. I don't understand that quite. I never have there. But if we are on the other side and we are scoping out reality and if time is more fluid, we get to see the big picture and we make these choices to come back. What are we doing in the meantime with what you have called in one of your books, a sense of life? So there's awareness on the other side. We're not inert there. We're enjoying what is there to be enjoyed and presumably learning what we need to learn within the bounds of this boundless space. And then we come back here. I find that all terribly confusing. And yet supposedly it's part of soul ecology. You're assuming that people learn things over there. I mean, you can you can have things presented to you, but that doesn't mean that you're going to change and um, absorb that learning, right? I mean, you can t- you can put kids in school and they can be delinquent all the time and never learn math and not you know not study anything and not change their character, and they come out of school and they you know, are committing crimes and, you know, and they had the opportunity to learn something, but on the other side as well. So there's two premises. One is that they're even conscious when they're over there, you know, just because you're dead doesn't make you enlightened. You, you're not suddenly um, aware of all these lifetimes and aware of all of that. Yes, that's available to you, but if you can't see things now and you can't hear with, you know, with your spiritual hearing and sight, um, it, it's going to be very difficult over there because you don't have hear, um, ears and eyes. Um, a lot of people are very lost over there. Um, you know, they may not really be aware of the communication. They may just drop down into the next body that's available because they feel kind of lost and, and awash. And I know a lot of people are going to hate that. They want to think that, oh, their guides come and they're all nurtured and everything. Yeah, to a degree. But, you know, have you, if you have nurturing parents, but you disagreed or you did something opposed to what they suggested, I mean, who hasn't done that, right? Um, you know, maybe you don't have nurturing parents. You know, everybody has a different experience, but... Um, you know, if you're rebelling here, maybe you're rebelling there as well. Um, so it's not just this, you know, pure experience that you're in this classroom and guides and everybody are there to support you. It's very busy out there. It's like being put in the middle of an urban situation. And there may be gang fights and there may be classrooms and teachers and people with ulterior motives and you've got to navigate through that just like you would here as above so below i know i know everybody wants to teach the feel good philosophy about all of this 
but what's happening is they're just you know people that are listening to that are really just having the wool pulled over their eyes and they're going to be very stunned when they get to the other side and have never been prepared for that and so i'm you know i'm not that popular because people don't want to hear the reality of that but you know in my sense of um, helping people or preparing to the best I can and telling the truth, there's a lot more to the other side. And that's why doing the work here, coming into the office, practicing this kind of site, preparing to do that is going to help you when you die as well. Well, thank you very much for that, Marilee, because <laughs> that was I, amazing. I've talked to how many mediums, yep. past life therapists, yep. psychologists generally, ministers, theologians, philosophers. I've never heard it explained exactly that way. So I know. You've done us all a service. Well, I hope so. And I, I, I hate to be the bearer of, you know, challenging information, but I think truth is important. And, um, you know, and well, we could go on and on. We'll have to do another show because I know we're yes, going to. Yes, we will. There's a yes, whole topic on this one. <laughs> it's not enough that she's invited herself into our home. Right. And now she's going to sit here. I've got to make room some configuration that allows her to be on air with us while she's enjoying her homemade Florida orange juice. Exactly. See, I'm going to move in for the winter and then we can just talk about all these things. All I will right. tell you, this is we're wrapping up here in our last minute. I can still remember having a conversation with one of my co-workers way back in, oh my goodness, it would have been the mid nineties. And I said, to me, the ideal life would be to have Seattle about ah, seven twelfths of the year. I love this place so much, but I'm not nuts about Puget Sound winters. So if I could have Florida in the wintertime and Seattle and Puget Sound the rest of the time, I think I would have the world beat. That would just be ideal. And this is as close as I've come, though I haven't been to Seattle now in about, what, four or five years. And, and uh, I miss it so much. I want to come out and see you guys. They say the place has changed. I'm sure we can fill another hour with talking about Seattle then, Seattle now, and what the future looks like. Yeah, and we can have lunch on the deck again or dinner on the deck, and we just landscape that whole corner of our, our property. So it's going to look different. It's going to be beautiful when you come back out. Well, thank you, Mary Lee LeBay. We always learn something, and our listeners love you, so it's great to have you visit with us in person or on Zoom anytime. Uh, thank you. And to get involved in Mary Lee's class, go to maryleelebay.com and find out how to sign up for that as well. Thank you, Mary Lee. Oh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. All right. Likewise. Coming up. Coming up is Jupiter Rising. Fantastic. We'll be back next Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here on AM 1150. You can always listen to us in the archives. Go to 1150kknw.com and you will open a treasure house of wonderfully archived programming. Have a great week ahead, everyone.